Welcome into episode 16 of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Holy crap. Uh, first off, before we get into it, uh, thank you so much for the support. Uh, so many people sending messages and stuff, people that I haven't talked to in years or ever. and uh, Just incredible. It's been a fun journey, and there's a lot of fun things coming, and I appreciate everybody. But today's guest is uh, somebody that... Uh, Boy, we've been been through a lot of stuff in life together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Bart Clayton, uh, certainly a person that I have spent a lot of my adult life with and uh, looking up to and going to guidance on some crazy things in life. So, Bardo, appreciate you joining me, my man. Yeah, anytime. You know, I we talked about doing podcasts for years. Actually, this is my first time using this microphone. I bought it for a podcast. We almost did one time. I know. So I'm I'm just glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're, you're Thank getting you. it out there. Yeah, no, I mean, that is true. Uh, so Bart and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, really, during COVID was when we were really like, hey, yeah. we got to yep. do this. And guess what? We didn't. Um, we no, <laughs> yeah. we were all going to write books. I think we were all going to be stars on YouTube. There's oh, a lot that boy. everybody was going to do in COVID. Yeah. And Instead, we ate a lot of food. We did. We <laughs> did eat a lot of food. Worked real yeah. hard. Uh, no, but uh, no, thank you so much for making time to come on. Uh, nice that I get to do these and we kind of get to catch up. It's been a minute. So, um, fun Absolutely. Stuff. I don't want to steal your show, but I do have questions for you to start things off. Okay, go ahead, dude. All right, I I'm I know I'm not alone with this, so I got to oh. come out. I listen to every every uh, Benesemp uh, podcast. Thank you. So the first, oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> you you know how much we drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot yeah. of time. Um, I got to know what did the girlfriend think of Bob the Psychic's oh. messages? Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, sitting here with uh, first off to preface, Bart texts me about that episode, and then he goes, "Well, I lol'd when you said because Bob said we we're gonna have a girl." I was like, "Well, never mind then." Um, yeah, never mind. No, <laughs> no, uh, no. It's just funny, like you know. Obviously, Ton and I've been together for almost a year and a half, so those conversations have came up, and then you know, I think like most girls when they are excited about a relationship i'm sure carrie asked you like when are you gonna do it you know like oh yeah is oh, it gonna yeah. happen and so well bob um, knew bob, bob knew, knew. So. yeah bob did know so <laughs> shout out bob uh no she i kind of was like i she she's a smart ass too so ton will be like are you dreaming about that woman in your dreams that's not me your past <laughs> love so uh no it's fun but that was kind of wild um uh, Little, little spoiler. So when this comes out, uh, not necessarily the next one, but the day after this one comes out, we're doing a live show through the studio called Pod Palooza, and so I, I have like a thirty-minute segment, um, and so I'm having Bob back on because it's just awesome. so hard to jump into something, you know. And Bob was good, and so I was like, okay, boom, here we go. So spoiler alert, and it can, you can watch it live on uh, Pod Populi's Facebook page. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this right now, tomorrow, August 2nd, you can watch that live. 
I gotta be honest, when I saw that Bob the Psychic was coming on, you know me, I'm the biggest yeah. skeptic on that stuff there is. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna listen for five minutes and be done. And I I was into it, man. I was into it. I was like, okay, first of all, this guy's hearing voices in his head. And not only I did know. he hear them, but he believes he hears them. I know. So I was like, I wonder what these voices are saying. I, that's the you thing, know? too, is like, I... I, you know, I mean, okay, if you've, if you're listening to this and you've never met myself, you've probably not met Bart before. (laughs) We're two of the most sarcastic, smart ass people you'll ever meet. And I mean that wholeheartedly and going into it, I was (laughs) the same way. Yeah, for sure. But I was the same way, Bardo, but I didn't, the guy gave me his time. So I didn't want to be like, okay, Bob. Yeah, I'm sure. You right, know, but right. that's why I kind of, th- and he was, he plays with it a little bit, you know, like, cause I threw those subtle jokes, you know, like, do you see me coming through the door? Or do you know, I was going to ask you right. that, you know, yeah. I really wish I could have seen your face when he was had his eyes closed, listening to the voices. I bet you were like, Oh my God. I don't know. If well, I keep it. we do have these recorded. We're working on getting everything uploaded to YouTube. So, you will be able to see it. it is, <laughs> so I bet you were like, no way. No yeah. Way. And, you know, and, and he actually pulled some actually pretty good stuff. Yeah. How do you how do you say no? You know, and yeah, t- yeah, yeah. T- tonight, the Mega Millions is getting drawn. I've been waiting for that my whole life. So I hope yeah, that's what he was talking I actually about. was like, gosh, I didn't buy one. You and I used to go do that. Together I, know. Time. I probably haven't bought one since I was with you. Hey, it's 810 million. I'll give you a little bit. Don't worry about it. OK, thanks. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll buy I don't know what. Something nice. Ceylon? Sports card business. Ceylon. <laughs> the streets have tore up. You don't want it right now. Let them finish it first. <laughs> you no, know, so getting back to your guests, I mean, it's been pretty entertaining. I really enjoyed not only Bob the Psychic, but some of the business, like the business lady you had on. She was yeah. really good. I don't remember the name. Some Amy Ross. There you go. Amy Ross. That was good. But I am sure, and he's been on three times, I, I know everybody's favorite's Jeff. Like, yeah, he, he is just in the, in the episode that did it was the first one because that was raw. You could tell that he was a little nervous to be on. Yeah. But man, he was he was pretty open with the things he said and and just be, just keeping it real, man. Yeah. Just keeping it real. And I think a lot of people, especially up here that know the Heinrichs. Yeah. Connected with that pretty good. And it, it was wild because when I was listening to that, driving back and forth in the old truck, I was like, golly. It's just amazing to me how school has changed because you remember he, he said his first day of school, the principal told him, hey, I'm going to get beat up this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. In right. the 90s, that's – I mean, my freshman year growing up in Montana was the last year of initiation at my school. Yeah. That was – like schools almost sponsored that crap. when I, I For sure. <laughs> For sure they did. It's so you know, different. We all met up at the post office parking lot. I remember having to push mini marshmallows across the parking lot. That was a real thing. So for Jeff to share that story, it's like, golly, I forgot that was even a life. Like fear for your getting beat up at school was a real thing. Right. And now I think it's more like they're going to say something bad about you on social media and you're like, whatever. Yeah. I There's a lot of things like that I learned from people back home. Like um, apparently somewhere there's a, you know, it. It's 2022. You can do what you want, but uh, I'm not trying to cancel myself here. But apparently, somewhere there's a a child who believes it's a cat and goes to the bathroom in a litter yeah. box. And I've heard that story from several people back home. 
And it's just like, that that's, I actually heard that story too. And I don't, I don't know, know if that's true. I hope, let me prep. I hope that's a rumor. I, <laughs> you, you know me. I, yeah. I, I'm black and white. Yeah. Like, there's no, no, no gray areas. Like you either are, or aren't a dude. Right. Okay? You either are, or aren't a girl. So, and I try to be so accepting, but there's like, you're not a cat. Like cats don't get to yeah, go to you're school. You're not a cat. You know we have to draw some kind of line. And I said it uh, in one no, of the we podcasts. Just got canceled. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, it's okay. You can't get canceled <laughs> if you don't care. So moving on. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but right. I said it in one of the po- when I had Brian Howie on, who runs a studio here, and I was, you know, he talked about how different people are with rejection and like he's you know he does the dating show and so he's worried about people coming up like younger like so like Hudson and Carson because their life is such so in front of them locked in front of them that how are they going to deal with rejection and like honestly I really believe like you have to bring back bullying. Like you have to yeah. a little bit. Like you got to find not a way to the to point get... that kids are getting thrown in lockers and locked up by their by Correct. their belt, you know, but to the point that people have to be proud of who they are and not make up who they are because right. they're, that's the pro- like boy, I don't want to go on that soapbox, but I'm gonna, I'm going to say it. People are so worried about being labeled as something. Yes. We're making up that we're cats. Correct. Right? Because we don't want to be a boy that has brown hair in the midwest okay congratulations yeah. you're still different you're right but man there's 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 such a fear of people being labeled as something i know they're just like well i'm not that then but right. yeah you are no you, you are. are you are no it's it's funny it's okay. because i feel i like here we go here here we go yeah uh, the soapbox is <laughs> i just feel like there's for a Growing up, we weren't supposed to label people. Remember? Yep. Like, yep. Like that was a bad thing. And then now it's like, okay, now you're supposed to be labeled. Like it's just yeah, so all over the place. And that's why I love that you said that because it's so true. And we've had a million of these talks. I mean, throughout yep. life, we've spent a lot of time together in a in a single cab fast and I'll pick up <laughs> driving <laughs> yeah. the driving oh, man, the Midwest. Them. They better they better pay you. Now. They should no free shout outs. <laughs> Um, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's just a wild thing. And I think, I mean, I know we've had talks and I've had talks with Jeff because you guys have kids similar age and it's just like, that's just such a wild thing coming up. I mean, just to, you want them to be kids, but being kids is so much different than when we were kids. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is because people that don't know, uh, Bart is originally from Jordan, Montana, and so super, super small town. And Bart went to country school. Yeah, there were two people. So uh, there was two people in sixth grade, and I was one of them. And the girl that was in K through fifth grade to that point had always had the class to herself, so she did not like it when I showed up. But yeah, yeah there was two of us in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade country school. I sound it, like I'm back from like the old West days. You, I mean, just basically. Montana. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, and some of those things, like I mean, just kind of bounce around. But some of those ways that you grew up is so wild. Like I remember you telling me, like if you guys wanted to play baseball, you had to drive almost two hours. Yeah, the the school I grew up in, we played football, and you couldn't play football till you were a freshman in high school. There was no little kid football. And you played basketball. You basically played basketball from the moment you could hold a basketball because that's what we could do. And then there's track because you could run anywhere. Right. But 
if you want to play baseball, you not only had to basically open and roll, but that's not what we called it at that time, but it was 83 miles one way to get to the town that had a baseball team. Yeah, that's so wild. Probably would have been my favorite sport, but of course I couldn't play it, so I, would, I went all in on football. Right. It's just a wild thing. Yeah, you know, it's just a wild thing to to wrap your brain about. Like, even when I was playing uh, football in Mitchell at Dakota Wesleyan, there was a couple kids from Winter, South Dakota. That's where they went to school. And, like, Dalton Daughters is one I remember. Well, his family was cattle ranchers, and Dalton lived about an hour and 15 minutes away from school. And so he would go and stay on Sunday night, go stay with somebody for the week. And then Friday after the game, he'd go home for the weekend and work on the farm and then drive back to town and stay in town all week. Like that's a wild life that people don't really get a good glimpse on in rural America. I always feel like when I talk about my childhood, it's like somebody else's life. Cause I, I, I literally in the summer would stay over at my friend's house and we would wake up basically with the sun and saddle horses and move cows. I haven't been on a horse in 20 plus years. And I think, was that me? But it was me. Right. I remember it. And then he come out to Minnesota. He was like, oh, you got to ride horses. <laughs> I hated riding horses. <laughs> yeah. It <was> work. <laughs> yeah. But people, you know, and then you'd sit there all day with a herd of cows and push them around. And you, unless you do it, you don't understand. The people are like, that's so fun. No, that's not fun. You lived Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched it yet. You I haven't have watched it. Okay, no, interview I, over. We're done here. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll call you when I'm done with it. Okay, sounds good. No, it's a it's a great show. I think you'll enjoy it, but maybe not. I don't know. You know, if if we go back to, uh, I know this is your show, but I started off with the questions. No, the other thing fine. I really appreciate about Jeff, besides the military thing, boy, tip of the hat to that guy. Yeah, his story on the military that was that was good. It was. That was first episode. That was good stuff. Also jealous that you play video games with him all the time. I don't play. I can't stay awake. But I would times have changed. Join the Jeff team sometime. Anywho, (laughs) when he was talking about youth sports, so I am that guy that Jeff hates, (laughs) and I don't mean to be. I don't want to be so competitive, but man, it does matter not only to to. Well, you've coached with me. Yeah. Like, like you don't have to win, but at least give it your best effort. To right. Win. Right. So maybe I'm not the coach that I'm not screaming at kids. I've never once screamed at a kid. But no. I just got done coaching like three and a half months of baseball. And when we won, it felt good. Yeah. And, and you know, and there were kids out there that, that whooped us. Right. And I'm sure that felt good to whoop on us. For so. sure. But to Jeff's point, when he was talking about that, I was like, yeah, youth sport. When did we start playing tackle football as fourth graders? I know. I mean, it's wild. It is wild. Some it, of them kids are just terrified. Oh, for sure. And then that I mean, that's the thing, like, right. I know that you're a competitive person, but like, I don't want somebody to get a sour taste in your mouth. You'll always text me like after a game and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe like because you I understand yeah. that there's frustration and you and I have coached high school together and we played college athletics. So I understand all that. But the parents, there's people out there that ruin it for kids, and you know that. And we've yeah. seen that. And that's the thing that that's the stigma we have to erase is like. Yeah, when somebody's eight years old, they're probably not as good as somebody else. But that doesn't no. mean that that kid isn't going to turn into whoever, you know. Yep. That kid could be phenomenal, a phenomenal athlete, but he had a shitty youth coach, and then he's like, you know what, sports isn't for me. And, yeah. that's and I problem. think that's counter. 
that's counterproductive of what they're trying to do. The reason they're making it younger and younger and younger is because they're trying to develop the next Joe Maurer yeah. coming from Minnesota because he played second grade baseball and he could pitch 40 in second grade. Right. Well, <laughs> that kid's also going to have an arm issue. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. So. And like, yeah, you ruin a kid, you know, you teach him too many things too young. Uh, I also think that you, ha- you have to realize some of the greatest athletes that we've ever seen started at normal time periods. Like when I was growing up, yeah. we didn't get to play tackle football until seventh grade. That was a good time to start. And we played each other in Fairmont for two years. So you like, you grew up like hating your friends for three months because, you know, we had orange, blue, yellow, and red. Those were the four teams and they divided you up. And so like, oh, you were on yellow team. You suck. But it was good, you know. I'm glad that they play other kids, like, teams now in junior high. I think that's good, you know, build up some competitive nature, not against your friends because in football, too, you don't want to hit your friends either, you know. So there's a difference there. But I think, yeah, there's just no reason to start stuff that early. And, like, I can't imagine some of the things. You just did travel baseball with Huddy. I can't imagine yeah. some of those parents out there. And you know what? And I think I nailed it right on the head. Those are the parents that were terrible at sports. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, and honestly, I coached with two, three really good guys, and we were pretty chill. And when we when we lost, I think we lost uh, Rockford like twenty to three, and it was whatever. Who right. cares? We were out there just. I mean, those kids have been playing since eight U, and we're sitting here playing ten U for the first time, and we learned a lot. We got better, and we were never mad at the kids. We were we were more frustrated that we were so far behind, right? Because their their kids they had seven pitchers and we had two that right. were trying to develop some other ones, and then you know by the end of the year we were pretty competitive and we 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 didn't win a lot in traveling, but we we got better and we competed. And then our minor league team did well, but same thing. We had some all star teams that it was tough to play against that that you were trying to develop kids. So it's it's all a work in progress and i try i try not to be that coach is like oh, we just gotta win yeah but try to develop them all you know one through nine you want them all to excel right now it says it's a slippery slope there because you're right you just want the kid like just let your kid play sports and have fun you don't have to yeah i mean how many of those kids you guys play probably kids from the metro area they're probably on six different baseball teams Right, and, and they, that's all they do. Right, they travel the Midwest all year, if not the country. It's like hockey, yeah. I mean, them hockey kids, they play hockey all year round because if they don't, they fall that far behind. Oh, for sure, they don't get a chance to play the other sports. Which I guess, if you're a diehard hockey family, maybe you're into that. Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of. It's not the pride of Southern Minnesota. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yet, I guess we should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next, Alex Ovechkin coming straight out of Fairmont. Never know. Maybe. I about name dropped somebody. I didn't want to put that pressure on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean there's I know like there's a like there's a muster kid on like the the U eighteen USA team from Fairmont playing goalie. Like that's cool, that's exciting, but at the same time I mean See, you even know more than me. Yeah, but I, I mean if if it doesn't work out, you know. Yep. You just you kind of that's the thing with those sports, which I you know I wish him the best, and it's cool, and I'm sure it's a heck of an experience. But boy, if it doesn't work out, and you play on one of those teams, you don't even go to high school, you know, because you're doing online because right. you're traveling the world playing hockey. So I don't know. It's a slippery slope, I think, once you get into some of that stuff. I got I got the old one one over there. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, somebody got to have dogs barking in the background. I might have kids barking in the background. Yeah, it was Jeff. It was Jeff. Jeff and Dave. This great Dave the Great Dane was barking. That's all right. Huddy and Carson. All right, I'm done taking over your show. I just wanted to, you know, I really appreciate some of the guests you had. I said, I mean, I re- actually, the guy that uh, does the traveling love triangle or whatever that was, that was actually a pretty good listen, too. Yeah, Brian, the great He's love got, debate. Yeah, he had some great points that yeah. were like, yeah, I bet if you just have like a little bit of nerve, you're probably top of the food chain right now at the bar scene. Oh, for because sure. Most people have zero confidence. To do for it. sure. Like even Everybody's like behind a phone. Yeah. And Ton's Ton's friends are like, you know, some of them are talking about moving because it's like it's like people are moving here and I don't get it. And that's fine. But there's just a lot of it's just a weird time to be in that, you know, that realm of life. I don't know. But. Yeah, it's it's uh that was a good one. I've enjoyed the guests I've had on, and like I I said, you know it it gets me in. Yeah, you know, some of the people I know, obviously, uh, but really it gets you in front of people that you would have never had the chance to talk to, and especially like Bob and the Paranormal Investigator, and you know Brian. Like they they have such interesting stories. Like how do you? I don't know. You know, I could go on forever, but like when Bob was like. I don't know, 12 years ago, I figured out I was a psychic. I was like, okay, <laughs> how, <laughs> you know, woke up in the middle of the night. And yeah. Just knew. Yeah. I guess. Start so. hearing the voices. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. So, um, uh, well, um, uh, I guess a, a couple questions for Bardo. I, uh, you know, I was just ready to cut it up, but, um, you know, I guess I didn't even give you the floor to really introduce yourself. We just oh, kind of—that's that, on me. That we just kind of jumped into it. So, twenty-one minutes into the episode, would you please introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, uh, well, I'm Bart. I'm Bart Clayton. I actually uh, grew up in small town Montana, and uh, basically lived on a ranch, but did not own said ranch. So, a lot of times, my dad worked for um, the Soil Conservation Service. So he basically went around and checked out farmland and government land. And so a lot of times all my friends were ranchers. So that's how I did a lot of the cattle stuff and fence. That is for sure the uh, the number one high school job. I think what, – what do they do out here? Pick rock, detassel yeah. corn oh, or something? They'll pick rock for sure. Yeah. We, we built fence because every time it rains, there's hills out there. So all the fence disappears. You got to go build it again. So that's what we did most summers. And then everybody brands cows. Boy, well, here, let me tell you, <laughs> branded cows. Yeah. They were like, that's inhumane. I was mm. like, what? But how do you know if it's your cow if you don't, whatever. So I was in for a culture shock when I moved to Minnesota. But I, I basically, uh, just to get back who I am, I'm basically a fan of the game of football. And I've, I've, from the moment that my dad and I used to punt the football in the air in the backyard and down the park and I could catch it. I was like, I'm going to the NFL. Well, I only grew to be five ten, and <laughs> in a small community that was playing eight man football and terrible. I think my high school career, we won six, seven games in four years. Yeah. And, uh, my whole junior year, we lost every single game. So my senior year, we won homecoming and that was fantastic. Probably one of the greatest memories I ever have in football. But basically I was, uh, Good enough at the game, I got a chance to go play at Black Hill State University, where some of the Fairmont kids go. And I didn't, I didn't last very long in college football because it's kind of the old, the old adage when you're a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, you didn't. I never had to work to be better than some of the other kids. Right. 
So How many kids were on your football I, teams, everybody? Like, my junior year, literally 12. Right. So you played eight-man football. That means there's four kids standing on the sideline. Yeah, and, and I remember the first game of the season, kickoff first night, there were nine kids eligible. Two of them injured eligible, one hurt. We had nine kids. Three of them were freshmen. Yeah. Going to be a rough year. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. So my senior year, I actually basically – so our high school football coach left. I, I don't know how we went back to high school, but my high school football coach left, and we got a brand-new coach, and he was actually the guy that owned the bar down the street. He didn't do anything with the school. It was just nice. literally small-town America. <laughs> Ran the bar by day, coached football by night. <laughs> my God, America. <laughs> yeah. And so – I was out recruiting all my friends. There was a lot of kids that went to play football because it was dangerous and we were always terrible. Why would I play football? So it, at our senior year, I got three kids to go out for football. Never played football before. And I was like, we just got to win one. We just got to win one. Right. Like change the school. And so we were, so when you or I were coaching our first year together, you remember there's the team over in what Brewster that had lost like 50 games in a row. Yeah, sure that was do. us. Yeah, that was us in high school. We'd lost like something like 20 games in a row. And our homecoming night, we played a town called Ekalaka, and they were garbage. We were garbage. And it was like for every marble. And I got these buddies of mine to play, and we went out there. And the last drive of the game, they threw threw a ball. I played outside linebacker, which is also a cornerback in eight man football. And they threw to my guy, and he maybe had it for half a second. I basically strip-tackled him. The ball went on the ground. My brother was a freshman, recovered it, and basically we ran out the clock, won the game. It was fan. I actually sent you that highlight. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. And, I mean, the place went nuts. We just won the Super Bowl of Jordan, Montana. For for sure. sure. And, actually, fast forward, now Jordan plays six-man football. It's basically track on a football field. Yeah. And they actually won the state championship. Two years ago? I do remember that. And basically, it, it literally was all track kids that could really handle a football well. That's so wild. That's I so think game wild. score, game score like 108 to 90. It's oh, for sure wild. in six-man football? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the field's still 40 yards wide, but if you got speed, get outside, see ya. Yeah, there's, yeah that's so wild. There's actually, uh, I don't know the name, but there's a Amazon Prime documentary on a team in high, uh, Texas that plays six-man. And right. all those kids, when they're done, they go be pipe, like, you know, pipe welders. And they make more money right. than they've ever dreamed of just staying in West Texas. But it's just a wild thing to see, like, six-man football and yeah, I mean, uh, Bardo and I coached together for the Jags for a long time. Uh, nine man football. Uh, yeah, we had a couple, a couple fun nights, a couple not so fun nights, and yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. those were those were really good good times overall. I mean, yeah, basically that's what brought me here was the game of football. Because when I was done playing college ball, I was like, I got to stick with sports, and so. I didn't want to be a teacher. I was at the biggest teacher college in South Dakota, and somehow yeah. I was like, "Nah, you know what? Three months off <clears throat> sounds so good." <laughs> don't let my wife hear that. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, I didn't want to be a teacher, so I got into radio and um, moved to Fairmont. My whole plan was to just live here for two years, and then then bounce to Kansas City because I'm a big Chiefs fan. I was going to try to go work in the radio system down there. And got engaged, and my wife said, or my fiance, I guess, said, nope, not going to a city. So I was like, well, Fairmont seems like a good place to be for now. Yeah. Here I am, still here. 
How many years later? 15, 16? Ah, six. It was 2006 I moved here. Just kind of like you. You just kind of up and moved in the middle of the night and decided, you know what, I'm going to Phoenix or yep. whatever town you live in. And same thing. I was living at Spearfish. I was like, I can't stay here. It's a college town. I'll never grow. And I moved to Fairmont without knowing a soul and lived at the at that time, Kensington Apartments. They were pretty nice at that time. And Were oh, those the ones I down by the high school? No, they're back by – there's fair, the bowling alley, Fairmont Square, and then the next one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I lived there. They used to have like an on site manager or something. And the place was pretty nice back then, but I, I don't, I haven't been in there since then either. I'm sure it's real nice now. <laughs> I have no idea. No. Uh, <laughs> you remember? So when, uh, I think it was the first year of the Jags, the boys all wanted to know where we lived. So they could TP our houses, yep. and you told yeah, them you lived, told them lived. <laughs> and then we drove by that next day, and they TP'd those apartments. <laughs> those deadheads, dude. They would. They got me. Yeah. Darn it. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> Best part is, is Bart lived a block away at that time. He had yeah, bought a house a block away from there. Yeah, so I could see all the toilet paper, but nobody knew where I lived. And then at the end of the year, remember I had a senior party at my house, so they all found out where I lived. They're like. Well, you didn't toilet paper this house. Like, yeah. Nope. No, you didn't. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, right. that first year of the Jags was – that's when you – so basically Lee had three openings, just boom, 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 and we all ended up together. That's basically – well, I guess I knew you before that because you got hired on to work yeah. with me. Yeah, you never forget that because <laughs> it's a fun story. Uh, yeah. They got a couple. Uh so, yeah, it was summer, and it was like a part-time job, and I applied at Fastenal. And I remember you were on – I was gone. Yeah, you were in Montana, and Ryan hired me. And Yeah, and you he were, said, I hired your brother. Yeah, that's – You couldn't have been more right. I know. I mean, literally, we are the same person. I know. It turned out so, <laughs> so well. But uh, I remember Bart saying, like, I don't want to work with this mouth breather, and he didn't even know me yet, and just throwing <laughs> slander on my name. Uh, but no, it, uh, it, it was a fun time doing that. And then, then I went to be a hog farmer, but, uh, I also remember one of my favorite stories of Bart was his oldest son's name is Hudson and Hudson was like two weeks late from being born. And we were at Avery Waytronics putting some product away for Fastenal. And Bart was such an asshole. Like he was such a dick. Um, but it, my kid was late then. Yeah, I get it. And now, I mean, I like some to be on time, right? Someday, I'll probably like really understand. Um, but then, fast forward, I was working at Fastenal and uh, <clears throat> full time uh, before I moved down here. And Carrie was pregnant with Carson, and Bart told me, and I was like, "Well, do I need to take off some time off in nine months? Or are we going to be okay?" <laughs> so, I think I was more chill. <laughs> yeah, you I, were for sure. I was pretty pretty nervous for. The- for the first one. Yeah. You no, know, I did not listen to your complete podcast yet that you just put out this week. And with Alexis. Uh, yes, that was fantastic. What I've, I've only listened for like 15 minutes, but as I didn't realize what she was doing. So that was fun to listen to. And yeah, she gave a shout out to old Derek Schoen in his record. I was going to bring that up tonight. Yeah, that was, uh, was like, boy. I mean, you got to, you got to taunt that. Ben, you, 
you are the head coach that's in the record books for the most rushing yards in a football game in high school football. That's huge. Yeah, that was nuts. I know that you didn't run it, but you called the plays. Called the most juvenile plays of my life. Uh, (laughs) So fun backstory. Uh, That was my first year as head coach. Bardo was running the defense, and I was – I was 24. I didn't really have any business being the head coach of a high school football team. If I'm being honest, like looking back, I wasn't ready for that. I thought I was, thought I knew it all, but uh, we had just won a game a couple weeks ago and it was our first win of the season. We beat Nicollet. They were bad. We were bad. Kind of like the same thing you were talking about. Pretty sure it was homecoming too. Yeah. <laughs> um, One of the two we got. Yeah. God knows you need two homecomings. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, then fast forward to the last week of the regular season. We were playing our big rival, Medelia, and um, uh, earlier in the season, Tim Kirk from Mountain Lake, who I've, you know, was a big mentor of mine, and I became very close with his family. I was in his son Jordan's wedding, a good friend of mine. And so, But TK, they beat up Medelia early in the season, and they just they went to this simple formation and just ran basically quarterback iso and quarterback lead, and it was just like Medelia could not figure it out, and it was just A gap, B gap, like just picking sides. And, uh, yeah, that's what we did. And Derek Schoen ran for 576 yards in one game, and it's the most in Minnesota history. And, like 10th all time in the game of football or in high school football nationwide um, for an individual. So, yeah, I mean, that was a wild night. And we had no idea that that was happening either. No. At the time, we just wanted to be – I remember pregame that night. We just won two weeks ago. Then we got our butts kicked by Mountain Lake. And I was like, we can't lose. I mean, no. I don't know. I'm sure rivalries in, in Arizona are just as bad, but it's like, God, it oh. is Medelia. We're not losing. I remember we were sti- we were there. That I was like, let's go make them regret ever driving across that county line. Yeah. And my God, we went out there, and at halftime, they had one score. Yeah, I think we were up 20 to 6, and everybody was like, what yeah. is going on? Because they were and, like 6 and 1 or 5 and 2 or something. They were a good yeah. team. And we were stomping them, and, and we, all we cared about was beating Medelia. And then, boy, it was somewhere in the fourth quarter. It was like f- they come back. Our defense decided, you know what, we're scoring all the points. We don't need to play defense anymore. Right. We had a, a a kickoff return once against us, and they had like a pick six. I was like, oh, my gosh, how could we how could we lose this? And it ended up being tied. And then Derek broke off another like 80-yarder and got tackled at the two because that one backside quarterback could always catch It was him. Angels and more, dude. Fastest kid alive. <laughs> Unbelievable. Derek had all those yards <laughs> and like a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think he had yeah, six or yeah, it was it was yeah. wild. We threw one pass for like a fifty yard touchdown because yeah. obviously we're like, well, I think we can throw but, it now. Like you said, we had no idea until like the end of the fourth quarter. We're like, we got it. We got it. We're like, God, Derek's got a lot of yards. Yeah. If I remember right, I think like Chandler was on the sideline with us because he was helping us out when he could. And I'm pretty sure, I'm sure Keith Cryer was there, but he had text Chandler and Chandler had his phone on the sidelines. He's like, hey, the radio guys are talking about Derek's like way past the state record for rushing yards. I was like, what? Like, 
First yeah. off, don't say that stuff. I'm not mad at Chandler, but it was like, then that's what I was thinking about. Like, holy yeah, all smokes. You can think about is, let's get him one more touch. Yeah. One more touch. And then, yeah, I remember that's when I first, probably my first, like, negative connotation with coaching because after that game, an unknown person from Truman told me not to ruin Derek Schoen because we only ran him. I was like, okay, he's a high school kid. He's a freak. Yeah. If you watch the game, he didn't get tackled. They pushed him out of bounds or he scored a touchdown. Like, yeah. it was. And it's not like he had 47 carries. No, he had. He ran the. He, he averaged like 16.7 yards a carry or something that night. Right. So, yeah. No, it was fine, but that was just one of those times where I'm like, you people don't care. Like, what well, I in that interview that you did with Alexis, I I heard you say us against the world. It was, I you know, you and I coach. I coached over in Truman for five years. I guess it was Truman Grenada, and that was it, man. Yeah, it's a baseball school with a basketball school, and getting those two schools combined for football the first year. I, I mean, it was like, remember the Titans. It really was. It was like, we brought this team with this team. They hate each other. They were rivals. How do we get them to play <laughs> together? And I don't know if you remember, you were in that in the shed that night, weren't you? When we beat Randolph. Yeah, that that night, like still to this day, might be one of the greatest things. You don't want to talk about greatest things I ever had. That, that may have been one of the greatest moments of my life. That, that night. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you we're tell the story. 30, 30 36, to six. Six. 36 to 6. We're down 30 points at, at halftime. And we were leaps and bounds better than Randolph. We were we were so much better than them. And yeah. I remember on the way to the shed, so if you've ever been to Grenada, it's literally a field next to a cornfield, a football field, and then there's like this old garage-looking thing, and every time we run out of – I always see Michael Dallager ripping the garage door off its hinges every time. Every time. I'm sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but I know he listens to this podcast, and Michael would throw the freaking garage door off the hinges every week. Dude, I was like, okay, you got to stop. Let me open yeah. the damn door. Now it's going to take us five minutes to fix this thing. We just got jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> so that night, we're going to, we're going to, to the shed. And Jeremy Smith was playing wide receiver slash cornerback for us, and he was a senior. We had a lot of seniors that year. We did. There was you know, we a had bunch. That, we had that great junior class, but we had great seniors. Dylan yeah. Petroviak. I mean, literally, Dylan was basically like, I don't care if I have to snap the ball and punt the ball. I want to do whatever it takes to win. Yep. You, know, you can't find kids like that. No, we had – there was like DeBell, Willie, Jeremy Smith, Dylan Petroviak, DeMarco, uh, Chandler – Jericho, I think that was the seven. I think those yep. were the seven seniors. I don't think I'm missing anybody. And they were so good if they could play together. And so Jeremy Smith just gave up a touchdown right before halftime. They threw the ball to his guy. And I was I was so mad, and I believed so much in those kids. And I said, Jeremy, what is going on? And he goes, Coach, he just beats me. He, I can't keep up with him. He just beats me. And I just – I sat on it. I was like, let's go to the shed. And I just – I sat on it, let it boil. We go to the shed, and and Lee, Lee gave a lot of good speeches, especially his pregame speeches were yeah, good. Yeah, he was. That night, he was. He was exhausted. He was just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. We're so much better out of them. We have the, a bigger line. We're faster. We're stronger. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. I remember him saying that. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. We're leaving this shed, 
and I'm and I'm not coming back in here until you guys figure it out. You guys are gonna have to figure it out. Let's go, coaches. And I remember grabbing his arm, and I I really hadn't spoke up much. That was my first year coaching with the Jags. I didn't know Lee oh, real us, well. None of us did. And I didn't know Broodly well. I knew you. Yeah. And, but you were your <clears throat> high coach, and I was just the DC. And I was just like, Lee, do you think I could say something real quick? And he's like, I didn't want to step on toes. And I just came unglued, but not negative. Never negative. It's always attitude is everything in life. Yeah. If you can make somebody believe in themselves – just like Bob the Psychic. He yeah. believes he's hearing those voices. So he yeah. probably really is. He is. You know? yeah. And I basically looked at Jeremy Smith and I started with him and I said, Jeremy, he doesn't beat you. Like screaming, not at him, but to him to be like, he can't beat you. You have to know that. He can't beat you. He doesn't beat you. And I told all those kids that night, and I said, we're winners. But nobody in this life will ever hand anything to you. I was like, you've got to go take it. I was like, I know we can do it. And I know you know you can do it. But you've got to do it. And yep. we've got to do it together. And at that point, just like Remember the Titans, they, they couldn't stand each other. And even without us coaches, I mean, like Broodley would do some things with the Truman kids. And Lee would do things with the – and they didn't do it on purpose. That was just where they were before. Correct. So it was hard to mesh it all together. And that night, somewhere in that – tirade of five minutes of just screaming positive things to those <clears> kids <throat> there i mean you were there on the sideline it was wild there was i a, was up in the box was feeling in the air we weren't losing no we there was no way we we're losing that game and i remember it was 40 something to 40 something and it went to overtime yeah we went to double ot 56 to 50 was the final jags won yep and we won and <clears> marco <throat> came over and he picked me up. He basically carried me from the goal line back to our huddle. And Willie was there, and DeMarco's just bawling, just tears. And he's like, nobody's ever believed in us. Nobody's ever believed in us. And I was like, the hell we don't. Right. And, and you remember what happened the next week? Yeah. We went to Nicollet, number one team in the state. Nobody had even been close to him. Yeah, I remember that dad tried to fight me. <laughs> Yeah, we lost eight to six. Yeah, and then we rolled the next two games. Yep, and then we had to play eleven man football in the playoffs. Yeah, then we had to play eleven man football against the number one team in the state. Yeah, Adrian, and they were nice to us. I think we only lost that game like forty two to six or something. It wasn't terrible, but that was also oh oh, we forgot Derek Sloniger Sloniger. I I know we did because I was just going to talk about his. Stab <laughs> at the <laughs> at the Adrian game because. But remember, we we got Derek Sloniger to believe he was a linebacker. Yeah, and he played great at yeah. linebacker because we're like, if you want to play, this is where we need you. Right. But I mean, especially with kids, if you can get them to believe in themselves, you move mountains. Oh, for sure. I mean, I know a lot of people probably will never. You coach a game, and I think there's two things in life that every man thinks he can do, and that's coach football and work a grill, and most of them suck shit at both, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's just so wild to me to – I mean, you talk about a, a, a ragtag group of people and individuals that nobody wanted, you know, like nobody – you were right. Nobody cared, and those kids knew that, and like – the hardest thing we had to deal with too was then they still had to go play each other when it came time for basketball. 
Yeah. So it then it was so hard. Yeah, it was like an impossible task. And just wherever you're from, take your biggest high school rival and go play a sport with them. That's that's what we tried to do. And those first couple of weeks were terrible. And then we were like, you know, I remember at one point Lee and Broodley were like, well, what do we do? You know, do we play the best kids or do we play five Grenada kids on offense and four on defense? You know, like how do we – it's such an impossible task. And yeah. to go through that was – it was fun for sure. I mean, we had – if those walls of those crappy vans could talk from Grenada, those – when us coaches were in those vans, it was you, Brew, Lee, and myself – some of the most fun times I've had. Uh, but, yeah, it was just – it was a blast because we just – we all love ball. We all got in each other's face more times than once because we're all trying to fix yeah. it and work hard to do it. And Sorry. Yeah, you never meet four guys that don't love the game of football more because we were, we were willing to do anything to make those kids succeed. For and- sure. The next year, we we had a lot of trying times because we had a class of seniors that were over talented, but the me- mentally they they were out for themselves. Mm-hmm. But we ended up winning winning a playoff game, the first one in in either school's history for a long time. I mean, yeah. Truman won the state championship way back in the seventies, nineteen eighty two. First year of the dome. Yeah, and honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I'd coach with you and Lee and Brew all over again. Oh my god! And we had fun. We and did. We, we figured each other out. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And like I said, like anything, anytime you're competitive and anytime you're trying to, you know, work hard for a common goal, everybody want, you know, I know that there was things that were said to each other that were not meant in the moments, you know, no, we just wanted to win. Right. And it it wasn't more about winning. It was about competing. Right. Kind of like I was referring to with fourth grade basketball, football, baseball. It's not that you need to win on the scoreboard, but it's to be as good as you can be. Right. Like, give it your best shot. For sure. For yep. sure. You no. notice I didn't say the word try. No. Just do it. I hate that word. Yeah. yeah. You either do or don't. Try, if, you, if you try something, you're, you've already lost. Because and, trying means I'm going to fail. Right. I agree with that. That's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't, which, which one did you do? That was somebody you did pet peeves with. That might have been Jeff, too. Oh, uh, we were just doing like uh, Jeff and I on the 4th of July episode. We did shit that white people do that we ate. Um, oh, yeah. I kind of, yeah, there's a million more I could add to that list since we've did, yeah. done that. That was a good gimmick. That, that's good. You should probably do that with all your guests. I, okay, you got one? That's yeah. good. Oh, that's it. That's that's the one. Words. Like they, Yeah. You've got to, you've got to use proper words. For sure. I mean, that's. I hate it. There's two words I hate. Try is one. Can't. Everyone's deserve. Oh, that's fair. Nobody deserves anything. Yeah. You either earn it or you don't earn it. We've had some really good talks about that too. Um, you know, not to get all sentimental, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of times in life, but I, I, for those listening, I really look at Bart like an older brother, never really had one. And so he was always around and Bart's 10 years older than me. So just so yeah, we're knows. not friends right now. We're only friends when we're nine years. Apart, yeah, that's so. uh, that's Bart's big we joke. Gotta, but what do we got to wait till October, November, November? Yep. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, it's it's been I don't know. There's been a lot of good conversations. And I think, you know, to watch you start your family and, you know, I was an impressionable age when we did that. And 
boy, we've had some fun. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I don't want to get sentimental, but I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Um, really do. And, uh, yeah, been a long year since I've seen you. So appreciate I know. you. That's why. Yeah, dude. Yeah. With, uh, the day Ryan Hall hired you, man, he's like, I, I hired many of you. I hired your brother. And I was like, you all come on now. And then that first six months, you know, and when, when you came on to with the Jags, you're the first guy I was like, Ben will coach with us. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, man, kind of like uh, old Heinrich say, I, I, Jeff, I probably, you know, if Jeff has a jersey, I'm buying his jersey because I talk about him a lot. I never <laughs> met the guy. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. We should probably, the whatever first merch works, we sell, works. the yes. first merch we sell should I want probably a be GPYNM on the front. And then a seven on the front and the back, and then Heinrich has yeah. the nameplate. I think we should sell that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in on that. yeah. I'll take the first one. I wanted to say one on one though. Deal, deal. <laughs> we'll make it a special color. First one. We'll let Jeff pick the color. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know where we're going. Then that too busy thinking about about Jeff and his jersey finish, which was hilarious. It is funny, but I yeah no that that's it's fun, and I think you know. I, one thing that oh, I'd, I'd bury a guy for you. I believe that's his saying, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude, same. Hundred percent. There is there's that inner there's that inner circle. Yeah, that, that certain people get to. We're there. Yeah, thousand percent. He talks about that list of people, and fortunate Jeff's like, hey, you're on that list, and I was like, awesome, because I know he could do it. And uh, but yeah, I feel I gotta I gotta meet this guy. I know Justin. Justin's a big dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. Jeff's a puss. You don't, don't let him intimidate okay. you. No, I'm just kidding. I know he listens. Uh, but one thing I did want to kind of touch on is uh, I don't know if any of them listen. If they don't, that's fine. But uh, for about six years, Bart and I worked together too. So we saw each other every day at this great place called Fastenal. And uh, Cash would plug them a lot. They better. They, better they should fork up. Uh, but the blue team, man, we had some fun. There's some stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I, I, I'm whatever. I'm going to share them. Castle either, either be mad or she won't. But, um, we worked with this, this girl named Cassie and, uh, she's a, she's a hoot. She's a one-on-one person as well. Very genuine, like super genuine, but Cass just, she would walk her way with words into Bart and I, and it never turned out well. Uh, one of my favorite, Favorite stories of Cass was uh, when she was pregnant with her son Oliver. Uh, we'd like kind of match up her routes, and I'd ride with Cass a lot so that you know she wasn't, especially towards the end of her stuff, so she wasn't slinging around sixty pounds of nuts and bolts at a time. And uh, <laughs> one day she came into the back, and Bart and I were talking. I was like, "Oh, there's Cass. We got to go." And in Cassie's head, she thought that we were talking about her, and we weren't. <laughs> No, nope. we were not. I just said, there's Cass. We got to go. And so I hop in the truck with Cass and we're rolling down the road. We get over to one customer. She doesn't say a word to me. And we're driving back. And we finally, I don't, I think we're, no, we're heading north. We were heading to Northrop and she shot a U-turn right on Highway 15. Never looked for anybody. And I was like, what's going on? And she's like, I can't fucking do this. And she starts hauling back. And she pulls up to Fast. And I was like, all right, I'll see you later. And then she took off by herself. But 
Oh, I'm sure that story came out terrible, and you probably had to be there moment. But it, there is so many. You've had a rough time with people that are expecting kids. Yeah, I know. Well, I, got, well, I, I understand. Got yeah, you did cast it. And it's also okay when you work somewhere, um, especially somewhere like that where you report to an office daily. You see those people more in life than anybody else, than your family. You know, you spend eight to ten hours a day with those people. So we were all really good at getting on each other's nerves, and I don't think any of us ever wished ill on each other, but just spend eight hours a day with the same people every day, right? You're gonna Especially during quarantine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like we were there all the time. Because we couldn't go anywhere, right? Like Minnesota yeah, was locked down. If we went down. somewhere, we would basically have to throw it in the parking lot and be like, your stuff's out there. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, we just toss it outside. People were like, don't come in. Okay. So we'd drive somewhere, drop it off, and then we would literally just hang out at work. And you get on each other's nerves easily. But those were some very fun times. Uh, I hope I hope everything's still good at, at the old blue team. I don't oh, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're good. I, it, I, are still ticking. Everybody's still there. Yeah. Yeah, just you and, uh, Tanner and Tanner I left leave. about a month apart from each other, yeah. and that we've been good. Probably better than ever, to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. since you said, it, yeah, yeah no, that's moving. fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, that was those are fun times in life, and uh, yeah, I don't know, Bardo. It's uh, it's so wild that heaven. I don't know. You just, you, like I said, you spend time with people like that every day, and to not see you for yeah, a they, year is wild. They become your family. You really, really do. do. The, the people you work with become your family. That's why you got to choose something you love. And honestly, when I moved to Fairmont, I'd never even heard of Fastenal. I had no idea what it was. I needed a part-time job to help yeah. pay the bills. And so I worked at Fastenal. Yeah, I don't even think Here we I am. touched there. that. So Bart likes football, but he moved to Fairmont to work at KFMC, the radio yep. station. And... uh yeah, I mean, geez, Bart, we've done a lot of stuff together. Um, we yeah, did some radio. We've done radio game. together. We have yeah. done. This isn't our first. This isn't our first rodeo. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've done freaking hockey, basketball. Um, I did football. hockey for like a season. Yeah, my very first hockey. You want to hear my very first hockey call? Absolutely. I told you this story. Oh God, I don't know. We might get canceled for this. It was girls hockey. It was there in it Worthington. Is. And we did doubleheader, boys and girls. So Dan and I go over to Worthington. And I don't know I don't know anything about hockey. They don't play See, hockey in Montana. That's the radio guy in me. I won't say I won't say shit because I I'm nervous because you get in trouble with the FCC for that. Not on here. <laughs> Not on Spotify <laughs> or Apple. So so we're over there doing the doubleheader and Dan's like, All right, you wanna you wanna do do the girls game and I'll do the boys game? I was like, God Dan, I don't know anything about hockey. So we're probably halfway through the first period. I'm basically like, she's skating left. She's skating right. She got the puck. You know, I have no clue what's going on. Dan's like, that's icing. I was like, they're face-offing. I don't know. And then I'd say, say she's on a breakaway. And then he's like, it's actually a breakout. And I was like, I don't know anything about this sport. So the goalie, who will go unnamed, ends up, Worthington's not good. We're not good. We were actually okay because we had Ashley Olsen and she was like all-time leading scorer ever. Ever. Yeah. So so we scored a lot of goals, but so they were on a push run. See, I still don't know, but they, they basically were in our zone. They were doing the flying V. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Mighty Duck style. And the poor goalie ends up blocking a shot. It falls in front of her, and she blocks another one and dives for it. And then it comes across the crease, and she blocks another one. And I say on the radio, she's on her hands and knees taking it from all sides. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm never doing hockey again. That was it. That's the end. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. She's on her hands and knees taking it from all sides. Yeah, I was like, I'm not cut out for hockey. Again. No, That's in the moment though, you know, it's a it's a good call. Uh that's hilarious. And my boss, Dan's color, he's just like, it has to recover for me because I'm losing it. I'm twenty four and like, what am I saying? Yeah, you have no idea what's going on. You've never seen a hockey game in your life. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, what was the first game we did together? Uh, a little Martin County West football? Yeah, yep. And you knew the center or something. Alex so every Jackson. time he did something, you were like his biggest fan on the radio. He yeah. was pretty solid, though. But yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you knew a couple people. Yeah, that was fun because I was, I was coaching fifth grade football then. Yep. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, we had a lot of, We had a lot of fun doing football games. A sport I actually knew something about. Yeah, I think that COVID year, that was a ton of fun when we got to do North Union. Obviously, it sucked that we weren't playing in Minnesota, and then, you know, we could go across the border 10 minutes, and they were playing right there in Armstrong, and that's just when we kind of were like, okay, do you see how stupid this is? Like, the the stands were packed, and they were living a normal life, and they... Here we are 15 minutes away in Fairmont from Armstrong, Iowa, and the kids aren't going to school, and it's all online. And Yeah, but, I mean, we did have a – that was fun. I mean, got to see something else and follow a different team, and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed coming out of COVID to go do football on the radio again. That sure. Was, it's wild. So I, I started – you know, I, I don't listen to any podcasts, but when you started doing this, I started listening to a, a guy who was on the radio with – he does a podcast, and so his first one started in COVID. And so I was like, well, I can't start at episode 55. I got to start at the beginning. Right. And so I started listening to him, and just to hear him talk about the things we were doing, I was like, God, there's no way i do that again. And you're like, we did, though. Right. We did follow the rules and stay away from everybody and do the hand waves from 20 feet away because that's his personal – it was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> well, who, who does that, Ryan, whatever? No, uh, uh, his name's Murdoch Jones. Oh, he, he so when is that I was his out, radio he, name? Because if not, that's yeah. like the most American name of all time. Yeah, that is his. It, it is. He's on. He's on the Apple podcast. That's where I found him. So it's the Book of Murdoch is what his podcast is called. But I was I used to be on the radio with him out at X Rock out in um, Spearfish. Okay, he was actually really good when he was on the radio out then. I've only listened to two of his podcasts, and he sounds bitter in life, which that's fine. Yeah. I think he's gone through a couple divorces. He's got a little bitterness in his life. Might as well try for a third. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Third time. I do got to – you know, I know you're going to wrap us up here. So before that, I got got things that I've done great in my life because you said this is your podcast for the greatest things that we've ever done. Well, it's the greatest people we've never met. That's why – Yeah, you want to know what I've done great in my life? Yeah. You're going to love this. Okay. I – I almost cured cancer with a mattress. That is true. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know how. I was we're, close. So, <laughs> little backstory. Okay, so I'm sure there's people. Obviously, everybody's got Facebook, but Facebook Marketplace. I don't even think it was a thing. There was like, a, 
back at home, there's like all these uh, like Martin County for sale or Fairmont for sale pages, and people post essentially their junk, like things that they don't. Yeah. They just want to get rid of. Yeah, and, I literally was trying to just give a mattress away. Yeah, and so Bart, I think he posted like a queen box spring and mattress for free or ten dollars something. It wasn't much, and some lady. Yeah, it was free. Okay, even better. So it was free, yeah. and this lady wrote a paragraph thing about how if she could have it and Bart could drop it off, she how she was going to use it. And her friend had cancer, and he only had one mattress on top of a box spring, and it was hard for him to get on and off. And it just she just went on and on, basically just. I, was like, asking, I just want to give you my mattress. Yeah, that I'll I'll drop it off. But she just kept going, and so for anybody who cares to know, this lady put two box springs on top of each other, and then two mattresses on some on the bed for somebody with cancer. So. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a thing I made we fun tried. of Bart a lot about. <laughs> uh, what else is on my list? We went to the coldest Vikings game of all time. We did do that. The that coldest was, NFL game of all time. It's not what we did that was great, but it was fantastic. It was. That was one of the greatest things we've done together. For sure. That was fun. It sucked that they lost, but that was also when I started yeah. to really hate people because people were, like, wishing terrible things upon Blair Walsh. So that was yeah, not fun. Poor guy. Yeah, he yeah. missed a kick. Um, yeah, and then high, some high school kid kicked one that same afternoon and was like, I could have done it. It's like, yep. no, you would have missed. And there's nobody around you. So, yeah, yeah. that's my yeah. favorite thing. People kicking 27 yarders without a snap, without a hold. Yeah, I bet, you know, it's probably easy. When you get to the point of putting pictures on, uh, I also took the greatest picture of Alexa Bliss ever oh my from God. the back. Yeah, you did. <laughs> a thousand of them, dude. So funny. No, no, one. No, one. you kept one. A really good one. But. <laughs> So Bart and I went to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to go to WWE Raw. Uh, I'm probably 2017, I would guess, 2017, 2018, yep. right around there. Yep. Um, and he was trying to send a picture to his brother. And every time he took a picture of this girl, she would turn around. And so it just looked like Bart was the creep in the stands just taking pictures of this wrestler's ass. And it was hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, how many pictures are you going to take? And he's like, I haven't even taken one yet. Yeah, I just kept taking and deleting, taking and deleting. The guy next to me is like, "Gosh, this guy really likes Alexa." Yeah, what a pervert! (laughs) (laughs) What do I do on my times? My that's right. (laughs) We're at WWE Raw, pal. Calm down. Oh man! Then we went to TLC. That was that was that was was actually a bummer. That was was it was a letdown. But I will say. If you get the chance, anybody listening, whether you follow wrestling or not, uh, Bart and I would just like watch the big ones, either like WrestleMania and like Royal Rumble, right? This stuff you grew up watching as a kid, we watched the big ones. It's not like we watched them every week, but uh, even if we did, who cares? Twenty twenty two, we watch wrestling. Yeah. And uh, but if you get the chance to go, go spend the money. It is one you realize it is an experience, and you're in the top. You're in the top couple percent of people i watch you like watching people it's the best place to go it's the best i don't know how many times i could have i probably could have won a lot of wwe titles that those nights because we everybody you know, probably, they probably would have fought you for it they would have been like should have my chance this yeah. is my chance Cameras are watching <laughs> Everybody buys these real belts and they bring them in and they put them through the metal detectors and it's wild it is it is wild, and people think it's real. People think it's real. 
Are you saying that the WWE is not real? I hate to break your heart, Bardo, but it's not. It's not. How do you real. fake fall? Well, how do you? That's fall? fair. That's, they, that's the first thing I always say. How do you fake fall? But remember when there was like a ladder match at one of them we were at, and the lady's like, "Oh my, oh. why is he climbing the ladder so slow?" Go fans. I'm like, "You ever seen wrestling before?" <laughs> it's the dramatics. <laughs> then the two, the two, uh, the da- Japanese tag team was like air hitting each other with chairs, oh. and she was screaming and giggling at the same time. I it was like, so oh, bad. This is way better on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't been back, but. Yeah. yeah. Actually, since you moved to Arizona, I don't think I've watched a Raw. I made Ton watch WrestleMania with me, and then um, she she's pretty excited about SummerSlam. She's a big Pat McAfee fan, and now he wrestles oh, yeah. a lot too. What? Yeah. See, I gotta get back in. I still I still DVR it every week and just delete it. I never watch it. I just yeah. It no, week. yeah. Pat McAfee is now like a wrestler too. He does the commentating and wrestles, so it's kind of fun. Well, what else you done? Right? Have to give it a run. Uh, I took down a freedom with a granola bar. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Fifty cent granola bar, and it wasn't even a freedom. It was at that grocery or the gas station, Bancroft, Iowa. Bart had a freaking chocolate chip one and a honey and oats one, and one of them yeah. rang up, and the other one wouldn't. And the guy lost his mind; like he didn't know what to do. And I'm Shut like, it down. they're like, both fifty cents. And he stopped and he walked to the back of the store. He's like, it's fifty cents. I'm like. Yep, we told you. The guy is pounding on the red button to stop the pumps from bumping. <laughs> it, it was it was a, a whole to do for sure. It was wild. And he finally just like just take it, just yeah. take it. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. So you stole you stole a fifty cent granola bar. Let's just throw that out there. He, he told me to, so he stole it. That's fair. Employee discount. <laughs> Bet how much time we got on here. I mean, we could probably probably we're at a minute four, so or oh. a minute four. Wow, numbers hour four. But it's not like we can't do it again, dude. Uh, you know, anytime you need a fill-in guy, yeah. You know, you tell me how the views go or he listens or I don't know how you track through the people. roof. Probably have yeah, Carrie share. So. All the teachers will listen. Shout out yeah. teachers. There you go. By the way, did you like the way I looked in the old Hannah? Sweater, dude, that was hilarious. I'm not, I can uh, distressed by HB, a good friend of mine from back home, Hannah Bergman. She makes cuts up these sweaters, sweatshirts, sweatpants, sells them on the internet, does real well with it. Bart's wife had one, and uh, he put it on as a joke, and then she posted it to Facebook. Yeah, I so did. I had I to make fun. Did that until you sent it to me. That was hilarious. I was like, just say so you that's know. probably the thing we do best. The thing that you and I are best at is making fun of people. The thing I miss the most about the Ben and Bart show is when we like sit at a red light and we'd see people like doing oh. something, and basically I would be one and you would be the other. Just one. Just commentate their life. <laughs> so they'd be like staring at the bottom of the vehicle and be like. Damn, that muffler is hot when we run this pick around the block. <laughs> I told you, you shouldn't have cut them brake lines, Terry. <laughs> we got to start using that the higher octane gasoline. <laughs> it's so much fun. Oh, we should have done a podcast in a vehicle. Uh, just driving around here. I mean, yes. Okay, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, before we wrap up, I got okay. one more question. Yeah. I, I got to know in the picture of your podcast, your dad. No, it's Brian Howie. Who's that? He, I had him on. I think episode eight. He's the founder of Pod Populi. So, it was oh, he's real. the 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 dating guy. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. So it's a good question. It does look like your dad. It kind of does. I could see that, but it's it's hilarious. I mean, they have it up right here for me to see. So, uh, okay. but I came in. I was like, "Hey, I want to do the podcast." And then I had a meeting with Brian. And it, like they make you feel like a questionnaire, right? Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, basically, if you're going to do a true crime pod, I'm going to tell you to get out. Like, there's too many of those. Sorry, Cassie. Uh, they suck. Uh, anyways, so I. He's like, okay, let's, I think he had an idea of like sitting on a park bench, which is the logo for the, for the thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Sounds good. And he's like, you know, he had said, find somebody older. And so we came back, I came back to take that picture and he's like, who are you going to take the picture with? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, I told you to bring somebody. I was like, I don't know anybody here. I like. It's not like I could just call somebody. And I was like, you're older than I am. Would you come and take the picture? <laughs> so he did. But yeah, no, that's Brian. It's a, it's a good little logo. Looks good. Yeah, I'll tell you. I thought it was your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so so now it's not as good? It, I Well, I thought it had sentimental meaning. Oh, no. I thought it was like you and your dad sitting at a park bench as he dropped you off in Arizona, giving you some last fatherly advice about the world before he sets you off on your own. So. No, he just uh, – <laughs> that idea. <laughs> he was standing in our apartment that night, and uh, it was the first night he met Tawny, obviously, and he said something like uh, – he opened my dishwasher in my kitchen. He's like, well, they won't be needing this now that they have you around because Ty and I were Jeez. living together. I was like, all right, Dan. But it, it was funny. No, it's, it's all fun. I saw him at the gas station last year. It's probably been a month and a half ago, and it was kind of like we're both like, "Hey, you know," because you're you're gone. We're like, so our 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 community of link is gone. Yeah, so like, how's life? Yeah, Ben seems to like it down there. Yeah. Did you ask him if there was a lot of people at Walmart? Thought about it, but I didn't. You should have. I didn't know if we were that close anymore. I do it when he comes down here. We'll drive by. I'll be like, God, look at all the people at Walmart. <laughs> so, no, I good stuff. You, so, well, that that is probably the, you know, wanted to be a football player, want to be a radio guy, never saw fast all in my life. But, you know, sometimes you get taken places that you don't realize. For sure. Without trying to go sentimental. That's that's probably the greatest thing I ever did in life was just dad life, man. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. No, I think that's a – I mean, everybody that I talk to that – is an active dad, right? I mean, obviously there's some yeah. POSs out there, but no, I, I, I know, like I said, I think, I, yeah, I know I've told you before, but to watch you become a dad and like, see how, see how it works from that edge, especially as an older person, it, it's just a wild thing to see. And especially somebody you look up to and respect and, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't want to go on forever, but old Huddy just wore a fastball to the face and I think you were yeah. probably out there before he hit the dirt is the way it sounds yeah yeah I uh you you never know you know you said it best it just shows how much you love him when you yeah. text me back I was like you know Hudson took a fastball to the face and we're in the ER I there, there was about 30 minutes there where I was like we're done playing sports for life yeah we're done and you know how much I love sports right I was like, did I did I force him to take that fastball to the face? You know, was he terrified to play baseball? And he was after he got hit in the face, but he he loved it. And I don't know, man. Like, it's it's tough to watch when your kids get hurt. But boy, here we are a week later. You can't even tell. He's no. he's got a little skin that's brand new that's different color because it's not as tan as the rest where the laces took it off. But boy, I never want to go through that again. Ever. I believe it. I that believe was it. Worse. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine. But no, we had a good text banner there. And yeah. Yeah. 
I couldn't imagine how quick your heart sank. Yeah. I, well, I didn't. You know, so he goes up there. Did I tell you the whole story? Yeah, you did. You want the whole story sure. on the podcast? Yeah, go crazy. Okay, so <laughs> we've been playing baseball literally feels like five months, but it's only been about two and a half. And it's uh, the last tournament, and we just got our butts kicked by Northrop because they're really good, and they're the traveling 11U team. So good for them. Congra- yeah. I, I mean, I like that they do that, and I hope that's how we all do, that we could stay with our traveling team, but we'll find out. And uh, so we're playing Blue Earth, our last game, whether we win or lose, and they put in their third pitcher. And he's throwing pretty good heat. He's throwing yeah. as hard as he can, but he's 10, yeah. so it's nowhere near where it's supposed to be ever. Strike zones, basically, if it's between your toes and the top of your head, it's a strike. Yep. Anywhere near the plate. And so he's throwing pretty good gas. And so my co coach is like, just bunt. Yeah. And Hudson's never bunted in his life, but he, he, we kind of talked to him about it in the batting cage. And so it's like, let's see what happens. So he sticks, basically stuck the bat straight out and the pitch didn't hit it. So strike one. And so I was like, oh my God. Uh, Hudson just just half swing like swing but don't swing all the way right and so the next one is about a foot above his head and he half swings at it strike two <laughs> so he looks at me and I'm like okay just hit the ball just yep. just do your thing strike out let's go home or or don't strike out either way I don't care right and we're down nine to four and sure enough he stands in that box basically he always does this little bounce thing in the box and one two bounce here comes the pitch and he basically ducked back smoked him right in the face. I'm just like, that's everybody's fear. Yeah. That's a, every one of them kids terrified to get hit in the face, whether it be a ground ball coming back at him, a pitcher coming back at him. But so then he's laying face down. I don't know what to do. Right. Basically, basically on my sprint, get over there. And he's got blood just rolling from his nose. <laughs> and I could have cared less. I, I did. You know, I basically cradled him like a baby in my arms, picked him up, <laughs> took him to the dugout. Carried him to like, the hospital. I'd be, I'm, I was bound and determined to. Yeah. I was going to do anything and everything to make sure my kid was okay. Um, and in that moment, you're like, God, I got to look like an absolute idiot. I don't think so. But, I think that's probably 99% of parents' reactions. Yeah, Maybe that number's but, high. <laughs> so so we get to the dugout, and I've got blood running down my arm. My my shirt is drenched in blood. And, and um, Carrie comes into the dugout, and she's like, what do you need? What do you need? I was like, go get the van. I was like, we're going to the ER. So I pick him up like a baby deer. <laughs> just like, and he's doing this baby deer whimper thing. And I'm like, I didn't care what it was. I didn't, you know, I was like, yeah. I got four other coaches. They'll figure it out. Right. We're out of here. Yep. And so I'm carrying him and halfway to the van. He finally takes this like deep breath and he's like, dad, you know, I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> And at that moment, I was like, oh, okay. Well, thank God. Yeah. Thank God you can walk because it kind of snapped us both out of it. Right. And, well, we made it to the ER and then you get to the ER and you're like, should we be here? Right. And then everybody's like, yeah, you got to be there. But at the same time, you're like, well, they're not doing anything. They're just going to give them ibuprofen. Right. Put a band aid on like, Yeah. He's like, we don't need to do a CT scan because he's okay. And then all of a sudden, they're like, well, since you're here, you're like, okay, how much is that going to cost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind, Hudson. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, you you do anything with your kids you for know? sure. Anything for sure. Well, Bardo. Uh, yeah, man. Love you, brother. Appreciate you. Love you. Uh, yeah. 
Always. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it again for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we talked about always doing a pod. Now here we are. Here we are doing it. Kind of forced yeah, myself to do it. Yeah, it's your pod, man. I yeah. appreciate you putting me on it. Well, you know, uh, tonight, probably a couple minutes from now, actually, I'm going to be at 810 millionaire. So uh, Mega Millions coming my way. That's fine. Yeah. Then maybe we can start another sports pod. Yeah. I, I like the Barton Ben show. That just sounds good. So uh, That sounds fine to me. Yeah. yeah. So add it to my with. upcoming network. Uh, Jeff and I, you and I. Boy, anybody else want to start a pod? I'll do one a week. One, one per day for a week. So, no, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, thank you so much. I know your life is crazy crazy hectic with the boys and care and uh taking an hour and 15 minutes out of your life to just really catch up and talk some smack and tell some stories uh, it was it was great so i appreciate it so much yeah, absolutely anytime you know life's too damn short so yeah. anytime absolutely brother well uh thank you everyone listening wherever you may be i appreciate all the support as i said at the beginning uh it's been a crazy journey and so many fun things coming for this podcast and uh it's just been a blast so uh thank you so much for listening please like comment share subscribe unsubscribe rate five stars do all that fun stuff and then subscribe again appreciate y'all be good